Blog Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. And by that sound, you know exactly what it means. It is Monday night. It is time to party. We are on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we have just broken through to the other side, as they like to say. That was a great hit, I believe, from the um, Rolling Stones back in the day. And we have a few people here with us. As always, we have Granny Hulkster. How are you? I'm doing well, Icon. Looking forward to another great show here on Ken's 89.1 FM tonight. And we also, I believe, have the Modern Nightmare. How are you? Well, first off, I'm going to make a little comment. I'm surprised you didn't uh, introduce Granny as the woman who busted a move without busting her hip. I just wanted to mention that. Uh, We'll talk about that later. (laughs) But uh, after a... uh, Very funny, After a nice weekend, uh, just not having to worry about work, and then coming into a longer day, Monday, just a little tiring day and a long work meeting, I am ready to have another great show here on 89.1 Ken's FM. Well, you know, I was going to mention that about the uh, about uh, Granny busting a move, and uh, uh, she went from uh, Granny Hulkster uh, this past weekend to the little old lady from Pasadena, and uh, I thought that was kind of funny. And uh, uh, Big Swing, uh, our uh, good friend, he uh, he wanted me to comment uh, on how uh, he thought fluently Granny could move in the ring uh, without uh, breaking something. And uh, I'm not going to I, I'm not going to say anything like that because there's just there's just something about how much I love Granny that uh, I would never say anything like that, but uh, Big Swing would, and uh, we know that Big Swing is out there listening. And um, hello, Big Swing. I know you're listening. Touchdown, so. Raiders! I was waiting for that one. Now I'll have to share my little uh, weekend with you all. In between yeah, we got, uh, we got a few a minutes before I guess it was a lot. It, it was it was a lot of fun. So uh, how did uh, how did it get to the point where they picked you to bust a move in the ring? Well, you know, I was asked by my very good friend Brandon Groom, who is the promoter of this wrestling mm-hmm. uh, company that they did the show for. Um, he wanted me to come down to the show this weekend, and I got to interview three other wrestlers besides Dirty Dango. I got to interview Dirty Dango. I got to interview Brandon Groom, Corporal Punishment, and he goes by the name of Defiant Derek James, but I call him Twig Boy. I've never liked Derek James, but um, I got to do some interviews with them before the show for their YouTube taping. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Um, it was kind of fun, interesting, when we were outside doing uh, the interview with Dango, 
I, I said, you know, hello, wrestling fans. I was going to say, you know, this is Granny Hulkster here, you know, and joining me now is the one, the only Dirty Dango. Well, I, you know, got, you know, and I said, you know, joining me is the one, the only Dirty Dango. And I said, and yes, I'm Granny Hulkster. And I said, Dango, my question for you is, because he was part of a triple threat match. <laughs> he was part of a triple threat match with Brandon Groom and Jerry James for the Heart of the Lion Championship belt. So I had to ask Dango, I said, so why do you feel like you have the heart of a lion? So he he's, you know, getting ready to do his part of the interview, and he says, well, Granny, I don't know if I'm supposed to look at you or look directly at the camera while we're doing this interview, but he started coming up to me, and he started doing his, his dance move, and I'm standing there patting my hand on my chest. I'm like, oh, my, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so after the interview, I said, well, thank you for that very interesting interview, Dango, and good luck tonight. Well, you know, folks, I do have, Granny does have a pacemaker. So, you know, it was like, wow, you know. So um, I interviewed Corporal Punishment and um, asked him a specific question. Um, I said, you know, Corporal, I said, uh, you know, Granny Holkster here with my very good friend, Corporal Punishment. Corporal Punishment, inquiring minds want to know, why do you do what you do? And, you know, he shared with me why he does what he does for the wrestling business and why he does for the fans. And, you know, he is a a veteran, you know, so corporal punishment, I'm giving you a big shout out. Thank you for your service, sir. And uh, it was just a great interview. And I interviewed Brandon Groom and, you know, asked him his question and, you know, Derek James and, you know, and, of course, Derek had to be, like, really rude with me, of course. And he's like, well, Granny, I've got a question for you. Why are you here? And I said, well, I said, I was specifically asked to be here so I could interview you. Well, he just, I'm through the center, and he walks off during the middle of the interview. So they let Granny do a little promo interview by myself where I got to trash talk Derek James, and that was a lot of fun. So I'm going to be getting those videos from the people that, you know, videotape them. They're going to be sending those videos to me soon. And it, and then um, after the match, you know, Dango told me to, you know, he said, come on, Granny, get in the ring with me. So that's how Granny got in the ring It was doing the Fandango dance, you know. It was a lot of fun. Now, uh... Fandango, uh, uh, that is, that's not, is that the original uh, guy that said, my name's not Fandango, it's Fandango, is that him, or is that a different guy? Yeah, the one that, he was a former WWE superstar. Wow. So, hey, now I hope you told him uh, to uh, contact me so we can get him on the show. Uh, Well, I uh, really did not get a chance to, because I don't know if he's, like in a like in a contract with another company right now. I do know that when I went to Texas for WrestleMania, he was involved in the show Control Your Narrative, Adam Share and EC3 show. So I don't know if he's just doing independent stuff right now or exactly what he's doing. I really didn't get a chance to, you know, talk to him a whole lot, you know, after the show, but um he, he was really nice. I mean, he, he was a really nice guy. 
<laughs> well, you know, I'm glad that uh, you had fun, and uh, it sounded it, it looked like you're having a good time. As a matter of fact, I just uh, uh, played the video for our uh, station uh, owner and operator and great guy. As a matter of fact, let me uh, uh, tell you a little bit about my weekend. But uh, Matthias, why don't we tell uh, tell us about you? Did you have any wrestling matches? Uh, like, uh, were you, did you do any glass bottle matches or uh, tax on a pole match, anything like that this weekend? No, but as a matter of fact, this upcoming weekend, I will be in possible competition for AWF in Minnesota on Saturday. And then Sunday at the Sanctuary Event Center in Fargo, North Dakota here, I will be in the uh, Rumble match versus seven other guy or six or seven other guys. And we will be competing to get a number one contenders match. Well, we'll be the number one contender for the BZW Championship, and the winner not only gets a match for the BZW Championship, which I will win, and not only will I get that, but I will also get to pick the stipulation. And I know for a fact that two people that are currently fighting for the belt at this coming up show have never experienced the kind of matches I've been, uh, been involved with. So I've got quite the advantage. So if I wanted to say a Lego death match or anything to the point where weapons are allowed, I know for a fact they'd like to check it out, and they could just hand me the Below Zero Championship right then and there at the next show. And uh, if you do win that title, uh, I know you will bring it to the studio next week, and uh, we'll see what we can do about uh, having um, the owner of Ken's FM set us up with a Facebook live feed so we can show our fans the beautiful belt around your shoulder, and uh, it'll be a great little thing for our fans to see. So be tuning in next week. If we do a Facebook Live, we'll let everybody know how to catch the feed so you can see Matthias, the modern nightmare, as the new champion. I want to tell you guys a little bit about my weekend. First off, uh, speaking of Ken, he is a great guy, and we celebrated his his birthday on Saturday in, at a great local establishment, and we had a fun time there. Unfortunately, I I I I got him this cool card that uh, there's a little. You open up the card and it has you blow out the candle, and then it uh, gives you some some jokes. Uh, actually, better jokes than what I've uh, ever told. And he had a lot of fun with that. As a matter of fact, we had just uh, we just had a fun time uh, having pizza and drinking water and having salads and all this other fun stuff for Ken's birthday. I won't reveal his age, but uh, let's just say to everybody, he does not look his age, and he's just a great guy. And I know he's listening because he owns the station, and he's a wonderful individual. He allows us to come to you every Monday night on 89.1 Ken's FM. Also this weekend, I was supposed to be picking up a friend of mine at the airport. Got a call from my friend saying that his flight from Minneapolis to Fargo was canceled. So I had to go all the way to Alexandria, Minnesota to pick him up on Mother's Day after I had, uh, oh, by the way, happy belated Mother's Day to all our fans out there, our mother fans out there that are listening, including Granny. Sorry, I forgot to uh, mention that. However, 
I, I got to Alexandria, and uh, there was some kind of delay again, so I got there a half an hour before my boss did. And uh, I also uh, was at the airport uh, most of the day on Saturday waiting for his flight to come in, and then he calls me and says, hey, uh, my flight has been canceled. You have to come either to the Twin Cities to get me or we can find another alternate plan, which was Alexandria. Very, very interesting. So uh, just waiting for our guest to call in, and uh, we'll give him the uh, number to call. And when he comes on the board, we'll play a message from one of our sponsors, and we will uh, get the show underway. May I just say I'm really enjoying the fact that it's already, like, I think it was almost, what, 80 degrees this weekend in Fargo? The weather was beautiful. Right. And, uh, hey, it's, it's, it's a fun time. Yeah, and when we were, we were delivering, uh, as some of you may know, I deliver alcohol uh, for a company in Minnesota. And this morning we had one of the nastiest rainstorms we've had in a while and I remember I was at my first stop today, and I opened up the back door to go get my empty kegs, and I had a waterfall that dang near drowned me as soon as I opened the door. It just splashed everywhere. It got all over me. So I was pretty chilled when I had to go in those coolers each and every time um, for at least a good couple hours till I dried up. Wow, amazing. And uh, the other thing that happened to me, I actually got attacked by a bottle this weekend, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I was carrying some glass bottles uh, of uh, rare root beer into the house, and one fell, the whole bag, the bottom of the bag broke, and the bottle bounced off my step into my hand. So uh, I have a little bit of injury. It's not as bad as getting a whole bunch of thumbtacks in your back, but uh, it, it hurts as much because it's a glass bottle. And I may also recommend, I forgot to mention, we actually did, uh, we actually went to Kingpins over the weekend, and uh, we did their escape rooms. We did a couple of them. And if you guys are ever, if anybody out there that's listening is a fan of escape rooms, they they are so much fun. If you've never tried one, I recommend you do. We did a prison escape one, basically where part of your group is in one cell, the other part is in the other cell, and you got to work together, solve puzzles and stuff to get out of your cells. Then you got to find a way to bust the open, uh, open the other sides of the cells to get to another section of puzzles to open up a grater that you crawl under into another room where you got to solve another four puzzles just to escape the prison, and you have an hour to do so. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, our, uh, our, our first guest is waiting, so we are going to uh, uh, play a little message from one of our sponsors, and we will be back with our first guest. Give us about 30 seconds. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring right now, he is the man that runs independent wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Hayden Backlund. Hey, this is Hayden Backlund, 
You're listening to Attitude Era Monday, live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. How are we doing, boys? Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. All right. Here's what we're going to do, uh, Hayden. If you give us a little background about yourself, and then what we'll do is we'll do a little background. Uh, I mean, we'll, uh, I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. So give us a little background about yourself. All right. Well, I'm an independent professional wrestler that is 21 years old, as you can kind of guess from my last name. I'm a, I'm a backland. I'm trained at the Nightmare Factory by Cody Rhodes. I've been on AW Dark, Barstool Sports, uh, Wrestling Indie Corner, and uh, I'm America's favorite independent wrestler. So that's all you need, really need to know for now. So, uh, so you are are you are related to Bob Backlund? Yes. So it's it's a family tree type thing. Uh, he is my great grandfather's cousin. Um, but a little funny story. He's not the legit the shoot Bob Backlund, but my actual father is named Robert Backlund, but not the Hall of Famer. <laughs> so I guess you could tech, I could get you on a technicality and say Bob Backlund's my dad, but not not the guy. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about uh, that is uh, Bob Backlund uh, happens to be uh, a graduate of North Dakota State University and a good friend of mine. So that's why I was wondering. It's like, well, hey. It, 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 it's it's cool that you got that last name because I'm sure I'm sure that's not the first time you've been heard that. Are you related to that wrestler guy? Oh, I've used it to my advantage. I was a pretty good uh, amateur wrestler, and I went to uh, New York State like the the finals for the state tournament. And everyone asked, "Is Bob Backlund your uh, father?" And I told him, "Yeah." And I just get to weigh in first, so I use it when I need it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we have uh, Hayden back. There's our guest here on 89.1 Kids FM. we got 27 minutes. So now let me ask you about your wrestling style. Are you more of a, are you more of a technical wrestler like Bret Hart? Are you a high flyer like Rey Mysterio? Or are you more like a knockdown dragout brawler like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? I've always found that I am whatever style I need to be for that night. I don't try and, like, label myself because whatever wins the match. If it involves high flying, I can pull that out. If I need to brawl, if I need to be technical, because at the end of the day, I'm just trying to win and get that paycheck. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I I like I like how you say that. That that is really cool how you mentioned that. And uh, now, how about uh, how how uh, how you are um, labeled? Are you more of a heel, a baby face, an in betweener? Or are you with the crowd thinks you are? Said, I'm just Hayden Backlund, but, you know, a lot of the crowds boo me, so I guess you can uh, make the assumption what, what they think I am. You know, they don't, they don't really agree with my values and the way I, what, the way I say and the, what I think about them. So under the wrestling term, I guess you would call me a heel, but to me I'm just Hayden Backlund. Well, you know, this is going to get interesting then because uh, Granny, it sounds like we do have a heel on our hands uh, or somewhat of a heel. So what do you have for our guest, Hayden Backer? We have 26 minutes. Go ahead. Well, welcome to our show, and it's a pleasure to have you on with us tonight. 
So I thank you, Granny. <laughs> what has been one of your most difficult matches you've had in your career, and what kind of match was it, and who was your opponent? I would say the most difficult because uh, I was three months out of basically training camp, getting trained by Cody Rhodes. I faced Miro on AW Dark. And wow. it, as you can probably guess, it didn't go too well for me. I was very bruised and banged up. And there's this, uh, it's a very humbling thing where you go, oh, this is what the big leagues looks and feels like. So I would say that would be my hardest because if you watch it, and it, if we ran it back, it'd be a complete different story. But it was an ass whooping. I'll give them that. So that would be my hard, hardest match. Well, I've I, I've had a lot of my independent wrestling friends that I know personally be able to be on AEW Dark from time to time for different matches. So that's that's very exciting for you, I'm sure. I mean, that that was probably pretty awesome for you. It was, it was, but there was an aspect of it. Of at first, I was extremely excited, and then I understood this is a business. You know, the second I stepped through those ropes, the first time, I w- I'm no longer a fan. This is a business. So I lost a lot of the excitement, and I understood how do I take someone's job. So it was exciting until I got there, I'll say that. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Hayden Macklin's our guest here. we got uh, 24 minutes. We're on 89.1 Kids FM. Now, Hayden, I want to uh, introduce you to uh, our wrestling co co-host, uh, The Modern Nightmare. His name is Matthias, of course, and you, you already know that because you read about you You told us about that mm-hmm. on your intro, but, uh, you know, I think a, a dream match between you and Matthias would be awesome, but uh, Matthias, uh, not to overstep my bounds here, what do you have for our guest, Hayden uh, Backlund? Go ahead. Well, first off, just want to let you know you are talking to North Dakota's number one heel, the man from every woman's dream and every man's worst nightmare, the current EWI Diamond Champion Matthias here. I want to welcome you on to the show here tonight. It's always a pleasure getting to talk to a fellow competitor in the ring. Uh, I guess one of my, I guess I have a couple questions uh, for you. First off, um, has there ever been anybody in the business that you've worked with or have had to associate with that you think you'd never like to again or you would ever try to avoid? Like, have they ever been, has anybody ever been really difficult to work with for you? And number two, uh, are you in the school with uh, my current uh, BZW champion, Jack Ledger? And if so, would you uh, beat him up a little bit so then uh, I can take his belt from him at our next show when I win my contenders match in, this Sunday? Well, I would say... I've been lucky so far. I don't think there's anyone that I've really had a problem with. Um, most of the problems that I've ever had, I've been able to handle in the ring. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, what would you say, backstage? I don't think anyone would say a bad word about me. They definitely would in the ring after I tapped them out, of course. Um, and then, what did you say, Jack Ledger? Jack, what is it? Yes. Uh, the uh, yeah. uh, Ice Prince, I think is his name, Jack Ledger. He is currently going to the uh, Nightmare Factory, and he's been working for a few weeks there or something like that. He's been there for a little bit, and he's our current uh, BGW okay. champ. So when I get my match this upcoming Sunday, I get my title match, I was asking if you would rough him up for me 
so that I can uh, get an easy win over him through our heel to heel. And hey, you'd probably know him because well, he doesn't want to face you either. Yeah. Well, currently I'm trained at the Nightmare Factory, but I'm from from Buffalo, New York, and I'm uh, right now in Buffalo training with Daniel Garcia and all and uh-huh. all the boys at uh, Grapplers Anonymous School. But I have some friends down there, and I'll put I'll put the word in. I'll see what I can do. I'll have some of my guys handle it for you. Perfect. And then I guess I also have one more question. What would it take to get Mr. Backland up here to North Dakota to face Matthias one-on-one for the EWI Diamond Championship? If the money's right for me, of course, you know. This is, I'm a businessman. I believe in the American dream, and the American dream revolves around green. So if your people contact my people and everything fits right – Maybe. All right. Fair enough. It's on. And I'll tell you what, Hayden, if you uh, come down here, I can get you a a great room and a great rate at one of our local sponsors here, uh, Woodspring Suites of Fargo. Uh, I can get you a great room. If you want to come down, we can take care of your uh, hotel expenses. Uh, If you have a way to travel down here, we'd love to have you, and that would be a little uh, fun little contest. We can even have you in studio here with us. Uh, we'll see. I like the way this is going. We have uh, Hayden Mackler as our guest here. We've got about uh, 20 minutes with our buddy here. So now I'm going to ask you a few more difficult questions. Uh, you know, first off, you know, you, you said you were trained by Cody Rhodes, who is the son of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, uh, the American Dream. We're going to go into this ring, and we're going to tell him, maybe we're going to get this thing done. Uh, I have a little bit of a cold, so I can't do my best Dusty Rhodes impression. But you know, <laughs> yeah, now that Cody yeah, okay. Rhodes, now that now that Cody Rhodes is with the WWE, uh, are you able to say, uh, you call up Cody, say, hey, uh, this is uh, your top student here. Uh, can you get me a trial with the WWE? And I'll, I'll make this a two-part question. One, if you get that opportunity, is that something that you'd want to do? Two-part question. And if you do get that million-dollar contract from AEW or WWE, would you not big-time us and still talk to us? Oh, well, we'll see if I don't big-time you, but that million-dollar contract is inevitable for me. And also, I, don't, I'm, I have a great relationship with Cody, QT, everyone at the factory, but there's an aspect of it, and you can see it a lot of, I want them to want me. You know, there's a lot of people in this business that will beg and hope and, for lack of a better term, kiss ass. So I don't think I'll call for a trial. They'll call me. So uh, so you won't be like Triple H and uh, marry the boss's daughter to get ahead? Hey, that's good business, all right? That's good business. That's a smart move. Not saying I wouldn't. <laughs> right. That was a smart decision. It sure was, exactly. uh, but bad for uh, bad for that. bad for us wrestling fans though that uh, that like uh, that like good storytelling, unlike what they're doing now. But that's a story for another time. <laughs> so, uh, Hayden, if uh, do you have any uh, big events coming up that uh, you can tell us about that uh, our fans in other regions might be able to come and see and check you out? Yeah, so I've been currently working with this uh, pretty big indie up in Canada, Ottawa. I've worked a few times with C4 Wrestling. Uh, their champion right now is Speedball Mike Bailey, who's currently signed to Impact, and they'll, they bring some big names up there. Uh, last time I was there, the fans didn't like me too much, so I've got to stop by and make them hate, hate me even more. 
So definitely check me out on C4 Wrestling. It's on IWTV. And I recently worked uh, for Team Buffalo in Invictus Pro Wrestling in New Jersey. You can watch the replay of that on on IWTV also. And basically, you're you're going to be the you're going to be the reason why everybody shows up there to watch the shows because you're on the card. Oh, of course, of course. Backlund draws. Backlund's money. Always has been. There you go. And uh, I also wanted to ask you about uh, your other trainer, uh, QT Marshall. Uh, were were yeah. they were you being trained together with uh, him and uh, uh, Mr. Rhodes, or was it uh, separate? Yeah, so basically during COVID, uh, they set up a class in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Nightmare Factory, and, like, they had a camp, three-month camp, and basically the best students got to stick around. Um, I was trained by both of them and helped out and trained by uh, WCW legend Glacier. Uh, Ernest DeCat Miller stopped by, uh, a seminar with CM Punk, Arn Anderson, uh, a bunch of Dark Orders guys helped, but yeah, it was a it was a collective effort. And uh, growing up, who was your 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 idol? Who who was your wrestling hero growing up? So it was, and I don't hear it a lot, especially in the Indies. I was a Kane guy. I loved Kane. Something about just the way he could the the facial expressions of Kane. I was always drawn to of how. With just a look, you knew exactly what he was thinking and the dominance and the intensity. And as I got a little older and, like, smartened in the business, I believe I really became a big fan of just uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, and just that strong, stiff, technical style. So I'd say those two. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that you've had uh, a few dark matches for AEW. Who did you face in those matches? All right, let me see. I faced Miro on, uh, on uh, what is it? Not Rampage. I, I, I was dark. Um, I faced Varsity Blondes, Dark Order 5 and 10. Um, I faced Best Friends. And I believe, oh, and Team Taz. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing about uh, our show is uh, – there was a wrestler that uh, we interviewed when she was 17 years old. We were actually her first interview. And uh, a year or so ago, maybe a year and a half ago or so, uh, or two years even, uh, she debuted on AEW, Kenzie Page. We were actually her first interview when she was 17, when she was just starting out. So uh, as you can see, being on the show will help uh, launch your career even further. Okay. I hope. I'll, I'll write you guys down in the will. There you go. Uh, well, like I say, as long as you don't uh, big time us, because you know I, I have your phone number. I know you told me to stop calling you at uh, two, three in the morning, but uh, we've explained this on the show many times that time zones are not my strong suit. So, I mean, you're in New York, so you know, two o'clock and uh, midnight for me is two o'clock for you. You know, hey, it, I'm it, used, it is I'm what used it is. Those three a.m. phone calls. Those trust me, many girls from around the country. I'm used to it. Oh, so we got we got a ladies' man as well. That's awesome. And we have Hayden well, Backlund. I guess you're on eighty nine. <laughs> yeah, we're on uh, we're on eighty nine point one Kens FM. We got uh, about fourteen minutes with uh, Hayden. My next question then for you is, uh, you know, we we talked about 
you know, doing dark matches for AEW and you wouldn't want to do the the WWE or AEW full time if they if they call, but when you uh what would you say would be your your five year arc? What is your where do you see yourself in the next five years in the business? Well, I definitely see myself taking over the indies. Um, I think there's an aspect of the independent scene right now that people just, a lot of the wrestlers think, hey, let me just put on a great performance. I truthfully don't give a damn about the performance. I am a man that goes in there to win as fast as I can. This is a competition to me. You can, if you want to do a performance, go do theater. So I see myself taking over the independent scene and, <clears throat> the way it's going being the most hated man possible because I say what I believe and what I believe is that I'm better than almost everybody I've ever come in contact with. My mom's pretty cool, but within the five years, I definitely see myself being signed, whether it be AW or WWE, but at the end of the day, it's inevitable. So that's definitely my five-year plan. You know, and what's awesome about that is we do want to see you get that contract. And uh, as long as you don't uh, change your phone number, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do like, like I did with Kenzie Page after she debuted. I I called her up and she says I only have a few minutes, but uh, I said no, that's fine. Uh, I wanted to prove, I wanted to see if you would keep your promise, and you did not big time me. You did take my phone call, so I expect the same thing from you. And here's the thing. I want to be able to call you after I see you debut. That is a that is a that would be a great goal. That way you know that you still have fans uh in the radio business that are cheering for you and pulling for you and want to see you get to the top of the mountain. We'll see. I feel like I'm big time already. We'll see. I answered your call. Well, there you go. And uh, you also got a cool little collector's card made for me as well, correct? I did, and I'm a I'm a sports card collector, so that's a little nice. That's nice to see uh, if the business pay me back for it. <laughs> we have uh, Hayden back as our guest here on 89.1 Kansas FM. I got about 11 minutes now. Uh, Matthias, uh, how long have you? Uh, we never really covered this, I don't believe. How long have you been in the business now? I've been involved with the business for 10 years, and I've actually been wrestling for five. I started, I made my debut back in 2017. And I remember your debut, as a matter of fact. Uh, and uh, I, if I recall, you, you, you did win your debut match, right? No, as a matter of fact, my debut was against, uh, was against a man for the diamond title, which I currently hold. And uh, he got a lucky. We, we, we had some weapons involved. He cheated. Yeah, well, he, well, I mean, he got a lucky chair shot to the head, hit me at least five or six times just to knock me down, and somehow knocked me out for a couple of instances where he can get a pin on me. But then I proceeded the next show to take my belt back and uh, proceed to dominate the business uh, ever since here in North Dakota. So, Hayden, that reminds me of the next question. Is there any kind of match that uh, you would like to do and any kind of match you will not do? Well, like I've, you've seen the trend. If the money's right, you know what I mean? I, I'm a pure athlete. I've always been talented. You're not going to find me doing any of the deathmatch stuff. You know, I'd be mad. I think I'm above it. I, it really just comes down to can I get in and out? 
can I get in and out? Because my body is my business. You know what I mean? I, you're not going to find Michael Jordan taking random pickup games if the money is right. And I believe, truthfully going in, that I have a great chance to win. I'll do it. It doesn't matter the gimmick match. You're not going to find me jumping off a ladder. If I have to swing a chair to get a win, hell, why not? So there's no match. It's just get in, get out. You know, and the, the other, the cool thing is how you're saying that, you know, you're willing to do whatever you, you can to get to the top. And that is, uh, that is a staple in this business because if you get a spot, you want to keep it and you want to do whatever you can to get that spot. Is there, and exactly. is there anything, is there anything uh, about uh, the next spot that you want to get that, uh, you're, that you have to go through? Well, I think one of the things that I'm just, I have to go through right now is I think the perception of me, a lot of people, I've had a very, like, weird career so far. <clears throat> so my first ever match in front of live fans was AEW Dark. So it's an aspect of, like, making my name, if you know what I mean. Because some people don't know me, and that's completely on them. They're the idiots. So that's the only obstacle in my way is, like, if you give me the ball, I will take the game-winning shot. That's how it is on every independent promotion I've worked for. I'm the draw. I'm the most entertaining. Hell, if I feel like it, I'm the best match. So the biggest obstacle is consistent bookings. Because a lot of people see me and they get mad and they don't want me back. And I get it. I get it. There's a lot of big fish in really small ponds in the independent circuit. So it's just consistency for Hayden Backlund. Because right now, I don't think there's anyone better. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, in 2020 you started out with the Nightmare Factory. In 2021 you were with uh, all you, uh, AEW. You did five matches there. Uh, you did uh, New Era Wrestling. You had a match there. Uh uh, Inv- Invistus Pro Wrestling, you had two matches there, and uh, I believe you're currently with, is it Capital City Championship Combat? You did a match there as well? Uh, I don't know about Capital City, but I've done C4. Okay, C4, C4 yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's Capital City Championship Wrestling, C4, four Cs. Oh, that's right. how they got it listed? Yeah, it, it, it was listed yep. different uh-huh. to me. <laughs> right. Well, then, yeah, and, you're uh, money. <laughs> and uh, the, you, uh, your first match, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was uh, against Logan Taylor, and uh, you defeated him in your first match with Nightmare Factory, correct? Of course I did. I made him look like a fool. I was levels above him. And you have a you have a pretty good record. Uh, you don't lose very much, do you? I do not. I'm a, I'm a born winner. Look at my last name. What do you expect? <laughs> hey, uh, now Granny, uh, I, hey, I'm going to ask you this. You know, Granny, uh, you know she's pretty, uh, you know she's pretty well known in the independent uh, wrestling uh, business as the the fan in the stands. If uh, you uh, happen to see Granny in the stands and uh, she's cheering you on or booing you, 
you know, she doesn't like the heels, obviously, but she does like the good guys. Uh, would you uh, invite her to help you out in a match? Hey, if she's in the stand, she's irrelevant to me. She can cheer, boo. There, I, I'm the show. You understand? So she can do whatever she wants. She paid a ticket. That's good enough for me. Well, apparently well, you guys, it sounds he doesn't like know I would have well, a lot of fun trash-talking this guy. I think him and I are going to make oh, a good you, team. You have as much fun as I want, uh, as you want. I hope you enjoy watching me win. Well, you know, uh, this last weekend, well, uh, Granny did get to if you're tag, if you're tag teaming with Matthias, I'm going to be rooting for the other team. Oh, I'm going to lose sleep over that, Granny. You should. <laughs> All right, well, before before this thing gets really out of hand, uh, Hayden Backlund's our guest here, and uh, we have a few minutes left here with Hayden. So, uh, Hayden, if our fans want to check out and see, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? Yeah, yeah, I pretty much got all of it. You can just uh, – my Instagram is uh, Hayden underscore Backlund. I posted today, so definitely throw a like on that so that you understand. And then – it's the same Twitter. It's Hayden underscore Backlund. And Facebook is just Hayden Backlund. So definitely look it up, follow, and uh, show that you're on the ball and you understand what the future looks like. All right. And we'll definitely be, uh, we'll definitely be watching, uh, watching for you. The one thing I do, I do want to ask, though, um, I, I don't know if uh, uh, you'll be able to do this, but we do have a uh, – uh, assignment for our fans out there. If you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Air Live, like that. Go to 89.1 Ken's FN page, like that. And uh, do a $10 donation to Power of the Tower. We'll get you qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, a current guest, or a future guest. And uh, would you be willing to send us a few uh, autographs for uh, giveaways? We'll see. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Okay. He's going to think about it. I guess that's uh, better than... Uh, um, Booker T's brother. <laughs> so anyway, uh, James, uh, any uh, I'm sorry, Hayden, any uh, any last minute uh, words for our fans about uh, like what advice you give someone uh, that's trying to break into this? What advice would you give them? Uh, the the uh, shit, that's actually a really good question. I would say always think out of the box. You understand, if you look at wrestling, you'll find a very cookie-cutter formula of what an independent wrestler looks like. You have to address the elephant in the room and go, hey, the way I look right now, the what I'm presenting, could this main event WrestleMania? And 99%, you would say no. It doesn't mean give up, keep working, but don't don't get too big for your head. I can. I can because I'm Hayden Backlund, and come on, it's inevitable. I'm the draw. I'm money. I'm America's favorite independent wrestler. But speaking to you, don't get too big for your head. Most of these people in the independent scene are fat nobodies. They have a uh, eight to eight to eleven job. Don't worry about it. Work hard. Watch my matches, and maybe learn something. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, James. We do a pre Hayden. Sorry. 
Jay. We do appreciate you joining us. Jay. We do appreciate uh, we do appreciate you joining us tonight, and you have been awesome. And uh, we will definitely love to have you on with us again, especially after you sign that big contract, so we can uh, have all our fans tune in the night that you're on, and then they'll know that you're the reason why the ratings are so high because all our fans are watching you. Of course, of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Hayden. You're awesome. Love you, buddy. Have a good one. All right. James Hayden. No. Hayden Backman, sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, Our our next guest is waiting. Uh, We will uh, uh, go to our next guest here after we hear a message from our next sponsor. We'll be back in about 30 seconds. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Which brings Pizza Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. And uh, we want to thank uh, Scott Halmeras for doing that commercial. Uh, it was really nice of him to do that for us. And Woodspring Suites of Fargo is a great hotel to stay at. It's pet friendly. Uh, it's probably the only place where you can do an extended stay. And you have a kitchenette and a fridge in every room. And they have big TVs in every room. You get free cable, you get free internet. Everything is included in uh, your stay. So check out Woodspring Suites of Fargo. And speak right now, speaking of guests, we have our next guest waiting in the wings as he's about to step out of the green room and walk down the aisle. He's going to step in the ring right now. He is one of the coolest actors in Hollywood today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the big man himself. He is James Balsamo. Hey, this is James Balsamo. You're listening to the Attitude Error Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Tens FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Holster, and the modern matter, and the modern nightmare, Messiah. Well, hey, that was, uh, I'm not just saying this, James, that was probably one of the best, uh, ways to read that that we've had uh to date that was pretty awesome so uh how are you james oh amazing i mean uh exciting day i casted hunter jackson aka techno disruptos head for my new golf movie i'm making with john hit called slice 18 holes of terror and that's got dave mustaine from megadeth C.J. Graham, a.k.a. Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th Part 6, Eric Roberts, and Ira Hayden from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you you kind of stole my thunder there. I was going to get into that a little bit. But uh, first off, though, if you want to give us a a background about yourself, and I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable. I'm going to come back to you and ask you the difficult questions. Yeah, so if you guys don't know about me, my name is James Balsamo. I'm the CEO of Acid Bath Productions. I've uh, written, produced, and directed a bunch of feature films, 
I've directed over 20 feature films, produced over 30 feature films, and I'm in over 80 TV shows, movies, and uh, things on the media worldwide web. So here, here I am, ready to rock and roll. I work with a lot of uh, adult film stars, pro wrestlers, and celebrities. So let's party. Let's rock and or roll. One or the other, not both. And if I'm not mistaken, you also know Weird Al Yankovic pretty well, too, don't you? I do. Weird Al's in my new movie, It Wants Blood 2. It also has Coolio, uh, Papa Shango, a.k.a. The Godfather, a.k.a. Charles Wright, as well as uh, D'Lo Brown. So uh, that's going to be a fun one. And I'm making that movie with Bill Victor Arukin, star of my kids' movie franchise with Seth Doc Ramone called Alien Danger. And that's got Rob Halford from Judas Priest and Tommy Chong in the first one. And then Rob Halford returns, and uh, Doug Bradley does the voice of the supervillain in the second one. And those will all be out in Walmart, Best Buy, Barnes & Noble next month. So uh, go to jamesbalsamo.com for all your updates. And uh, so now if everybody wants to know what does James have to do with wrestling, now you know he knows the Godfather, and he knows – uh, a lot of other wrestlers, so and he he gets to hang out with D'Lo Brown. So uh, let me ask you this: When uh, you met the uh, uh, Papa Shango and the, the Godfather, uh, uh, did he have ladies with him? He always has ladies, and what's funny is that I have some ladies myself. So we had a whole train of ladies, if you will. <laughs> uh, James. Uh, uh, Balsamo is our guest here, and we're on 89.1 Kansas FM. we got about uh, 27 minutes. Uh, we're going to get into all the uh, projects and all the other stuff that you've done here in a little bit. But uh, before we do that, uh, Granny, what do you have for our guest, Mr. Uh, Mister James? What do you have for our guest? Go ahead, Granny. Well, welcome to our show. It's a pleasure to have you here. So what kind of movies do you enjoy directing, producing, I mean, being a part of? What's your favorite kind? Uh, well, I've mostly I've mostly done horror films and horror comedy films, but like I said, I've just done two sci-fi kids movies. So, uh, I, you know, I love cinema. I love all sorts of movies, Granny Hulkster, um, you know, and I, I, love, I love that name. You're, well, you're running I, wild. I, well, yeah, I, I, I'm a big wrestling fan, and I have been for many years. I actually got this name from a former coworker of mine because I do enjoy wrestling, and you know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned um, <clears throat> that you mentioned um, the Godfather because my family, my husband, my son, and I, and a very good friend of ours, we went to Texas this year for WrestleMania. It was our very first time. It was my friend's ninth WrestleMania, but it was our first, and we went one day to uh, WrestleCon there, and I got to talk to the Godfather, and we walked into the big room where everybody was at, and of course I had my Granny Hulkster shirt on, and he's like, Granny Hulkster, I like that. (laughs) He thought that was pretty cool, so it it was, uh, I mean... I'm friends with a lot of professional wrestlers personally, um, and then the ones that I got to meet that I had never met before was a uh, just 
a dream of a lifetime for for me and my family, especially my son. So uh, he really, he really. I have a 35 year old son, and he really, uh, he really enjoyed that trip. I mean, we all did, really. So. Nice. James Balsamo is our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM. And uh, before we uh, go to our uh, our co-host, we have to do just a quick little thing here, and uh, we'll be back shortly. You're listening to 89.1 Kens FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. Now, James, I'm going to introduce you to our other co-host, the modern nightmare, uh, Matthias. Now, uh, James, he is a big horror film fan, and I know he's got a lot of questions uh, for you. Uh, and then uh, I have a lot of tough questions I'm going to ask you. So, Matthias, what do you have for our guests? Go ahead. Well, first, I want to welcome you onto the show. Um, I guess my one of my main questions to you would be: I've got a two uh, two parter question. Uh, first off, the first question would be. What is one of your most uh, favorite projects you've been able to work on and why? And then number two, who do you think would win in a death match between Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, or Mike Myers? Well, uh, let's take the that second question. That sounds like a loaded question. It, it's loaded with machetes and finger-gloved knife hands and big kitchen knives. So let's start with the second uh, match. I, I would assume uh, Freddy Krueger would turn into a giant spider and uh, Mike Myers would tilt his head like a cat would and then uh, he would probably get stabbed through the head and then his head comes right off. And then uh, Jason would be crying about his mother in the corner. And then uh, Freddy Krueger would probably get bored, and so Jason would win because there was nobody else in the ring. And so Jason Voorhees is the winner. Probably Jason played by C.J. Graham, who's uh, in my new movie, Slice. Okay. Okay, fair enough. And then uh, I guess my other question would be, like I said, what is one of your... uh, favorite projects you've ever been able to be a part of and uh, why? And you can't say this show because that's too easy. It's definitely talking to Granny Hulkster is the best part of my day. And you guys, of course. Uh, But, uh, you know, Alien Danger was a lot of fun. It was something different. It was a kid's family movie. Everybody could watch it. It's going to be on... uh, cable TV on demand next month, so be sure to check it out. It'll be in Redbox and on Crackle and Amazon. So go go check out Alien Danger with Ray Van Slender, starring Bill Victor Arukin and Seth Doc Ramon, Tommy Chong, and Rob Halford from Judas Priest, as long, along with some uh, really fun Star Trek cameos like Bobby Clark, the guy that played the Gorn, you know, the famous lizard person that fights William Shatner and... Uh, you know, that that movie was fun. It was a lot of fun to make. But I, I'm having a blast making Slice right now. So that's uh, that's going to be a hole-in-one or a hole-in-you. 
<laughs> and we're going we're to talk about uh, your movies, but there is uh, one project that you're involved in, and Granny, uh, you'll probably know the name. Uh, he did a project named after our favorite puppy dog. Do you know what the name of the movie was? Are you asking me? I don't know. What's your favorite puppy dog? I was asking Granny. If she is, is Granny still there? She fell asleep. Yeah, okay. Homer, Homer. Exactly. Ah. Uh, yeah, you did a, a short in 2015 called Homer. Yeah, I did. You know, you I, know, I, I, I really was... had a, I had a good time making that short. Uh, unfortunately, it was made right before Guillermo del Toro picked up the rights to uh, Scary Stories. So Homer was based on a scary story short and then uh it didn't go anywhere because Guillermo del Toro had picked up the property and so they didn't want to you know have something that conflicted with that so the short kind of uh I don't know where it is or how it got out you know I offered to put it out through my distribution but they uh you know they were hesitant because of Guillermo del Toro made that scary stories movie but that was a fun one I get killed by a scarecrow that comes to life. So, really, uh, he left. He left the Wizard of Oz to come attack you. That's not fair. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> now I want to go over uh, a few well, of uh, your. What happened? I drew straws and I lost. <laughs> yeah. That's actually pretty funny. Uh, usually, when uh, um, I draw straws, people throw. People like to throw hay at me, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Big Swing. I appreciate that. Now, I want to, uh, uh, we get most of our information about our uh, super uh, guests from uh, imdb.com. So uh, let me know if any of this information is uh, inaccurate. But it looks like uh, you just uh, completed a project called Choke. Um, it says completed. And it uh, looks like you got several things in post-production right now. Blood Curse, The Haunting of Alicia Stone, Blood Curse 2, um, uh, Burn in Heck, uh, Sly- Slice is filming, Raven Van Slender Saves Christmas is filming, Shaggy is filming, and I Got a Boat with Your Name on it is filming. So uh, is, is, is all that, you're, you're working on all these projects at the same time? Yeah. Plus, plus more, I'm also, so a lot of those I just act in, but I've also got uh, seven other features in the works, like uh, Hollywood Werewolf with Andy Dick, and then I'm doing Toomey the Hungry Tumor with Tom Arnold, uh, Ken Davidian, who's the uh, the fat guy from Borat, and uh, Fred Stoller stars in that one. Also, Killer Waves 2, it's got Marky Ramone from it, and Ginger Lynn Allen, so a whole bunch coming your way. So what uh, what film are you currently directing, if any, besides Slice? Yeah. So all of those films that I just mentioned, I directed. I also directed Raven Van Flender Saves Christmas, Alien Danger 1 and 2 with Raven Van Flender, uh, It Wants Blood 2. I directed that. And, uh, you know, there's a few, a few more. Uh, Shagged, that's uh, one about a killer shag carpet. So, you know, yeah, you play Wesley in that movie. Now, uh, I was going to ask you, uh, 
since you're currently filming a few movies now, I was going to say, if you need someone uh, to be cut up on the set to be a great extra, I would like to throw my hat in the ring. And uh, if you hire me, not only will I uh, act in your movie and uh, uh, make you big here in the state of North Dakota, I'll also come and I'll carry your bags. I'll get your cappuccino. I'll uh, iron, uh, iron your uniforms. Um, I'll uh, do everything you need uh, as long as you give me a place in the back lot to sleep and a little part in the film. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold you to I'll put you to work. There you go. And uh, we have uh, 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 James uh, Balsamo is our guest here, and we're on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got about 16 minutes with our buddy here. Now, uh, I'm kind of curious. One question I have is I made you a, a collector's card, uh, and you were in uh, you were in a – what film was that with the photos I used? Oh, that's that's a movie called The Sword and the Stoner. That's not out yet. It's a oh. uh, Conan spoof. Oh, it's a Conan spoof. So, uh, are you the are are you like uh, are you like uh, the guy that plays like the Conan character, or what character are you in that yeah. movie? Yeah, I'm I'm Cronut. <laughs> And uh, you have, it looks like you have a, a, a couple of movies in uh, pre-production, uh, Ghoul and uh, Hollywood Werewolf. Could you tell, I, I'm kind of curious about Hollywood Werewolf. You play Elliot Wolf. Is that basically a family of werewolves or uh, tell us about that? So uh, Andy Dick is a child star and uh, it's a mockumentary like Spinal Tap uh, where he turns into a werewolf. And another actor gets plastic surgery to look like Frankenstein's monster, and then they fight to the death under the Hollywood sign. Wow! And that, you're you're working on that right now. So yeah. my question is, with all these movies that you have filming, I'm just kind of curious how you uh, how you balance uh, them. Are you like on like one set for a week, and then you 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 do all that, and then uh, you give them enough to edit, then you go to a, another set, and then maybe work for two more days and give them something to edit and then go to another studio. What, what kind of schedule do you have to maintain to be working on all these different projects at one time? This, this is my life. Filmmaking is my 24 seven. You know what I mean? So all day long, uh, you know, other people that I've hired to do effects or stop animation or poster art message me all hours of the day. So, you know, I'm the, I'm the big boss applesauce. That's that's just how it goes. If you want to be a rock star, Hollywood superstar, you, you got to work your tail off. You know, your 15 minutes of fame doesn't come easy. So you gotta you gotta work for it. With uh, with that being said, then you have you have a lot of uh, projects to your credit, whether it be acting in it, whether it be directing. I'm just kind of curious, and I, I've asked this to a few other uh, Hollywood actors and actresses. Like, if someone were to enter your man cave, would they see like a, a bookshelf all all the scripts and all the uh, all your different movie posters be up on the wall? Uh, uh, you'd have like a whole section of VHS and DVD and Blu-ray of movies you've been in. Do you have a, a collection like that, or uh, is that something that uh, 
doesn't really matter to you. Oh, yeah, I got all that stuff. I've got, uh, you know, big props on my walls from monster heads and things that I've sculpted or hired other people to do. And then I've got uh, some of the posters. My movie's played at the Chinese theater a few times, so I've got the actual Chinese theater posters and stuff in big frames. So, yeah, I got all that stuff. And we do have a, a, a... As you fans know, that we do have assignment for you. If you go to our Facebook page, uh, Attitude Air Live, you like that, go to 89.1 Ken's FN page like that, and uh, do a $10 donation a month to Power the Tower. Uh, we'll get you automatically qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, current guest, or future guest. Uh, would you be willing to send us a few for uh, giveaways? Yeah, of course. I love the fans. It's you guys that make it all possible. Thanks for listening. And what is... Um, uh, with, with the with the kind of schedule going back to that, with, with the kind of schedule you have, how hectic of a how how hectic is that for you to keep everything straight? Like uh, like one day you're on this set, then the next day you're on this set. Uh, do you ever confuse uh, the roles or the lines or anything? Has that ever happened? No, it's it's not hectic because it's fun. You know what I mean? I like to make movies that are fun. I like to live life and have fun. So, you know, it's it's never work if you're enjoying yourself. So that's how I look at it. I mean, I, I get to separate heads for a living, you know what I mean? So. And now, is there is there like one actor or actress that you really want to work with that you haven't had a chance to yet? Yeah, I'm trying to get uh, Tom Araya from Slayer, the lead singer of Slayer. So if anybody's got a contact, every I'm trying to get a hold of him, so... One day, I, and I got, uh, and I I'll understand. Here. Go ahead, sir. Gary, Gary Holt, uh, former guitar player of Slayer and guitar player of Exodus, is in my other new movie, From Dust Till Bong, and Papa Shango's in that as well as Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So, you know, you know, be you know, be a cool movie though. Think about this. Uh, you have uh, that band in a movie. And uh, it centers around a stalking fan that stalks the entire band and haunts the band and tortures the band. What do you think? I like it, Ghost Fan, the movie. <laughs> now, hey, if you make that movie, I, I want to get some kind of credit, like, uh, you know, like, as the, as the oh, credits gonna, are rolling, like... Gonna, you're going to sleep on the floor, and uh, we'll make it together. Awesome. And then, uh, like, if in the credits, as it's rolling at the very last thing, uh, before before the screen goes dark, you could say, "Oh, I forgot about uh, this guy, uh, Mr. Ego himself, Icon." <laughs> yeah. You know, and unlike The Rock, uh, who has to go by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, I fully own the rights to my name, so uh, I can use it without any problem. So you wouldn't have to pay Vince McMahon a whole lot of money just to use that name. Anyway, we have uh, James uh, Balsamo as uh, our guest here. We're on 89.1 Kins FM. Unfortunately, we only got nine minutes left with the man. I wish we had nine more years, but uh, hopefully you, we, you will be willing to uh, – uh, join us again at some point if we haven't scared you way too much but uh talk about uh slice uh it's it's uh and you uh you play rodney calloway uh and it's it's basically a, a golf a horror film do you have a, a a scheduled release for that film 
Yeah, so that's uh, just about wrapped. We've got a few more uh, days of effects for that film, but uh, uh, Slice is the first golf horror movie ever, and uh, it's called Slice 18 Holes of Terror, and it features three members of the band Guar as the sheriff department, uh, Casey Orr, Daniel Stamp, who's formerly Slymanster Hyman of the band, and Hunter Jackson, the three of them play the sheriff's department. Uh, Eric Roberts plays the mayor. Ira Hayden from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors, uh, plays his assistant. And then it's got Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. Uh, John Hitt is in it, who also produced the film with me. And uh, did I mention C.J. Graham? Jason Voorhees himself is in the movie. And uh, is how about Beefcake the Mighty? Is he in that as well? Yeah, Beefcake is uh, Casey Orr. He plays the uh, the sheriff. Okay, and uh, now is that uh, is that going to be uh, on the big screen, or uh, is it going to be uh, go right to uh, uh, Blu-ray? So it's going to premiere at the Chinese Theater probably next month, and then it'll <clears> be uh, straight to DVD. So Walmart, Best Buy, Barnes and Noble. Go to jamesbalsamo.com for all your updates. And then it'll be on demand as well as Crackle and Redbox. And uh, so we can uh, so we can do this before we run out of time. If our fans did want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. Uh, what do you got? I got uh, an Instagram. Find me at jamesbalsamo.com. Add me on Facebook, James Balsamo. I want to be your friend. Follow me on Twitter at AcidBathProducts. And don't forget to go to jamesbalsamo.com. I got T-shirts, action figures, you name it, I made it. Uh, come on down and party. I've got some fun stuff. And uh, what um, uh, of the uh, of the other things that you want to do in the future? Uh, you know, you mentioned who you want to work with, but is there a type of movie that you really, really want to make that uh, you've been like brainstorming for for several years that you really want to make? Uh, yeah, there's there's a movie like Critters that I've been kicking around. I actually announced it uh, years ago. It's called Mystery Meat. It's about meatballs from outer space that go on a killing spree, and then, uh, you know, they're kind of like critters and ghoulies. And so one day I'll make that movie. One day soon. It's funny. People still ask me about it. It's coming. Don't you worry, Mystery now, Meat. Is there any one of your past movies that you've done that you want to do a sequel for? You know, I I started doing sequels a few years ago. I've done several now. I've done Cool as Hell, Cool as Hell 2, uh, Killer Waves, Killer Waves 2. I've done Mind Melters and Mind Melters 2. And, of course, Sexy Time, uh, which you can check out now on Vimeo. There's Sexy Time 2 and Sexy Time 3, the Thrillology. So that's, that's my first trilogy, and uh, that's... That's just for you, Granny Hulkster. That's a little late-night uh, cinema. And uh, if, uh, you know, if uh, Slice uh, is popular, and it sounds like it's going to be, would you like do, like, sequels of that, like, Slice in the Rough or uh, Slice in the Sand Trap, uh, Sliced uh, uh, Par, Par 2, uh, something like that? It, it's funny that you say that because we are in pre-production for Slice 2, Children of the Course, 
<laughs> well, I, I, hey, I'd love to be a part of that. Um, you know, especially if you have a role that where a guy like gets uh, taken out like the first five minutes of the film, I guarantee everybody here in Fargo would run to the Fargo Theater. We would play that there, and everybody here would love to see that happen. Yeah, you know what? We uh, we announced our first celebrity cameo attached to Slice Two. Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth is uh, in that movie, and so uh, we should start filming principal photography probably in the next two weeks. And uh, you know, you mentioned uh, that uh, Slice is actually the first uh, golf horror film. Actually, I think it would be the second. I think the first golf horror film was Caddyshack Two. Yeah, that's a scary one. James Ball's almost our guest here, and uh, we only have a few minutes here left. Uh, What um, one other thing I was going to ask you is uh, being a being a director or producer and actor. What uh, is your favorite part of the business, uh, or is it uh, an equal playing field on that? On what you like to do. Uh, you know what? I, I like production. I like being on set and coming up with something fun in the moment. That's that's my favorite thing. You know, all the post work and you know it, it's all part of it. But for me, that's that's the real fun. And let me ask you this: Is there anybody that? Uh, and I'll understand if you don't want to answer this, but is there anybody that uh, you may have worked with in the past that you don't really want to work with again? No, you know what? Uh, I'm knocking on wood. I, uh, I've always had a good experience on set. I, I really try to find people that are fun and understand the kind of movies that I make. So, uh, no, no, no problems here. We have uh, James Balsamos, our guest here on 89.1 Kids FM. I guess the last question that I have, and I, if our, our other callers have a, a other few questions, uh, we'll have to stretch this out for a little bit. You, um, uh, you have uh, a lot of different uh, cool uh, movie posters uh, for the projects that you've done. Uh, do you uh, do you have like an artist that you have do that, or do you uh, design the movie posters yourself? So I, I always draw out a concept, but I work with Jeff Zorno. He does all the Godzilla comic books for IDW, and he does a lot of uh, Fright Rags t-shirts. And I've been working with Jeff for over a decade. He's a good friend of mine, and he's an amazing artist. And he works fast. So, you know, Jeff Zorno's your guy. You want a movie poster? Go to Jeff. And uh, we, ha- we have just a- we have about 60 seconds here. Uh Real quick here, James, if uh, someone wanted to uh, work with you uh, and uh, be part of your crew, what would they have to do? Send me an email at acidbassproductions.com. Let me know. I'm always making a right, I'll use the help. All right, I will, uh, I will start filling your uh, email box tonight. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and I'll stop calling you at 2 in the morning. But, hey, I want to thank you for being with us tonight. You have been awesome, and uh, we would love to have you on again. Uh, and uh, I'll try and uh, get into another one of your movies the next time you're on. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right, uh, James uh, Balsamo. Uh, a great actor, great director, great producer. Uh, looks like our next guest is waiting. 
Uh, we will be back after we hear these messages from one of our sponsors, and we will continue the show after we hear these messages. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. And uh, get one of those clocks. I have one myself. My parents have one. It's a cool little deal. Uh, But right now, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, our big guest of the night. She is the reason why we are here. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Lydia Manson. Hey, this is Lydia Manson. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Night Live on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Holster, and the modern nightmare, Messiah. Hey, Lydia, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. We want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us tonight. And uh, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM, uh, as you just alluded to. we got 34 minutes here with you. Uh, but first, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, uh, then uh, we can uh, have fun with the interview. Um, I mean, not much to say about myself. Um, I'm relatively new to acting. I've only been doing it for about a year and a half now. Um, this year I should have about three movies coming out, so you should be seeing The House of East Flesh coming out, also a movie called Reunion from Hell 2 that will be having three of Nightmare on Elm Street alumni in it with me. We have um, Mark Patton from Nightmare on Elm Street 2, and then... Uh, Lisa Wilcox, and Danny Hassel from Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and 5. So this will be the first movie that will have all three of them in a movie together. So I'm actually going to be the first actress that can see that. I will be in scenes with all three of them, so that's pretty, like, cool, I guess. And I'm super excited that I get to say that, so... And then uh, the third movie that I'll have coming out later this year will be called um, Passages of Nexus. So pretty excited for those to be coming out. Uh, Lydia Manson is our guest here, and we have about 37 minutes here on 89.1 Kent FM. Uh, And we're going to talk about a lot of your past projects and current projects in a little bit. But, uh, you know, you mentioned you've only been doing it in a you know, a year and a half now. I I think your first project was uh, Alternative Realities. Is that correct? So I don't really count that as a project. That was just, um, you know, a Facebook friend of mine who asked if he could take some of the photos that I had posted on Facebook and kind of use them and make a project out of them. 
so that is what that kind of came out of. Uh, so I don't really count that as a project. That was just something that um, a Facebook friend of mine kind of put together. Um, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, like if you want to use my photos uh, and put them together, absolutely, you know, go ahead, have at it. So that's what that project came out of. Um, so that's what that is. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, Lenny Manson is our guest here. We're on 89.1 KFM. There's a, uh, I have a lot of uh, other cool, uh, uh, tougher questions, but before we get to to those, uh, we're going to do a little roundtable, and I'll have I'll introduce you to my other co uh, hosts. We have uh, Granny Hulkster on my left, and we have Matthias on my right. But we'll start with Granny. Uh, we know that you love uh, horror films, Granny. So, what do you have for our guest, Lydia Manson? Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. So. Kind of, what movie was your favorite uh, movie that you got to be a part of, and what kind of character did you play in it? Um, so every film that I've gotten to be a part of so far has had, um, they've all had, like, different parts that I've, like, had a great experience being able to do. I've met so many different people so far. Um, in being able to film, but I would say um, the greatest experience so far would probably be Reunion from Hell 2 because um, Nightmare on Elm Street is probably one of my all-time favorite um, horror films, and um, when I got to film that, you know, being a part of, well, I would say being able to film that and being able to you know, work with Mark Patton, Lisa Wilcox, and Danny Hassel, you know, three Nightmare on Elm Street alumni, I actually had previously um, built the Nightmare on Elm Street house out of Popsicle Sticks. I had um, recreated the opening scene of Nightmare on Elm Street 3 where, um, you know, she, uh, Dream Warriors, where she is um, building the uh, the house out of Popsicle Sticks, you know, like it's just um, dilapidated and everything. So I had done that. And I actually brought that down to Tennessee when, when, where we had filmed. So all three of them had signed the house for me. So that was like a really big moment, and I'll always remember that. So that for That's me awesome. is always going to stay with me. So I have that like in my office. So to me, that's like my crowning achievement so far in filming, filmmaking. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so for me, that's just like top notch so far. And I'm like, I don't wow, think anything that's... is pop that for a while. <laughs> that's great. That's that's great. Uh, Lydia uh, Madsen is our guest here on 89.1 Kids FM. we got about uh, 33 minutes here with uh, uh, Miss Madsen. Now, uh, Lydia, I'm going to introduce you to our other co-host. Uh, he is a big horror film guy, and uh, uh, if you are looking for an extra uh, for a film, not only should you uh, pick me, you might want to consider this guy too. But uh, Matthias, what do you have for our guest? Go ahead. Well, first off, I want to welcome you on to the show. It's always nice having a fellow horror movie fan and stuff like that um, on the show and something else to talk to or talk about. Um, I guess I'll have two uh, two separate questions for you. The first one would be. Would there be any dream project that you could work on, whether it be like a film 
or would there be like a dream actor you wish you could work with uh, later on in the future during your career? And you can't say this show because you're already on it. <laughs> um, if I had to pick um, a dream actor, um, I would or love actress, to work with. Uh, I would love to work with. Uh, I maybe Jennifer Tilly. Um, I'm a huge cosplayer, um, and one of my favorite cosplays to do is um, Bride of Chucky Tiffany. Um, so I would love to uh, work with Jennifer Tilly, you know, and um, the fact that they're doing the the Chucky um, TV series now, I'm like, oh, that yep. would be, like, absolutely amazing <laughs> to do that, so... Well, Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then I guess, uh, I guess I have another question now. Um, cause you mentioned Chucky, which I was going to do in my second question, but now I got a third one. Um, my next question would be, what do you think they're, are, when are they going to find, or I guess it's your kind of your opinion. When do you think they're going to release the new Chucky film? Because they left on quite a cliffhanger with, uh, with cult where now, um, uh, I'm trying to think of her name now. Um, Nika escaped the asylum, with Tiffany and the doll. Now, what do you think they're going to, where do you think they should go from there um, in, in light of that franchise? Honestly, I'm terrible and I didn't see cult of, I didn't see that one. So I can't really talk about that because I don't want to like bullshit you. Ah, I kind of spoiled it for you there. I'm sorry then. No, no, it's fine. I I love spoilers, so honestly, I would have Wikipedia it anyways. Like, but well, I, I don't want to uh, basically that's bullshit. Go ahead. PG <laughs> language, please. And then, um, so oh. I guess my I guess basically I'll explain it. So after the events of Curse of Chucky, they Nika gets blamed for all the murders of her family, of the family members and such, and she gets sent gets sent to the asylum, where then. Of course, Chucky follows her, and they finally recruit, or they finally have it where his voodoo spell comes into handy, where he actually makes multiple versions of himself. And throughout the throughout the movie, he's killing these people that are in the asylum and stuff like that. And then at the end, they finally get it where Charles Lee Ray possesses Nika, where now she can walk and she can move and she can all that stuff, and she ends up killing this guy that's been harassing her ever since she was in the asylum. And then Andy Barkley comes to the asylum and she traps him in a room after he kills another version of Chucky. She traps him in there permanently. So now he's trapped in the asylum and then Tiffany helps Nika escape. So then when they all go out in the finale, it's Nika possessed by Charles Lee Ray. They've got Tiffany who brought the original or one of the Chucky dolls to the asylum along with the Tiffany doll um, at the end, and they escape in a car. So I'm just wondering how they're going to work the franchise from there. And then uh, my last question for you was because you had mentioned Chucky, so now i gotta, I got to ask this. Who do you think would win in a match um, between Chucky and Leprechaun? Hmm. You know, I never really got into the Leprechaun series, so I would probably just stick with Chucky um, because I think he's pretty resourceful. So I'm just going to stick with my main man, Chuck. Um, 
So yeah. I was gonna say, did you see the uh, the twenty nineteen remake then of Child's Play then? I didn't. Um, I'm 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 a fan of just the original um, Chucky series. Um, okay. Actually, got to meet um, Alex Vincent when I was dressed as Tiffany, so that was pretty cool. Um, and I met wow. Fiona Dora uh, when I was uh, dressed as Tiffany. Uh, she Fiona is actually um, like total sweetheart. Uh, really amazing meeting her. I really wanted to meet Brad Dorif, but his line was, like, super long when I was at that convention, um, so unfortunately yeah. I didn't get to meet him. <laughs> I really wanted to meet him, too, because Exorcist 3 is one of my all-time favorite um, horror films as well, up there with um, Nightmare on Street. So, uh-huh. But unfortunately I didn't get to meet him, so that was pretty sad. Okay, so then uh, I'll ask, did you see uh, Curse of Chucky then, when Nico was first introduced? I did not. <laughs> Oh, you did not. Okay. But, well, then I was going to ask. I was going to ask one more matchup between uh, between Nika, Sydney Prescott, and um, uh, what the heck's her name now? Um, oh, the girl that Michael Myers stalks. Um, oh, oh, I Jamie. can't even. I can't. Uh, Jamie Lee. Yeah, yeah. Lori Strode. I was going to ask. I can't remember that. I was going to say between because uh, a lot of people have said Sydney. I've never uh, in, put Nika in there, but I'm trying to think between Nika, Sydney, and. Uh, Lori, who would uh, take the L, and i got to say, I think it would either be Sydney or Lori, to be honest. You know, I'm not – I know I'm probably going to get, like, a lot of stuff for this, but I am not a Michael Myers fan. Like, I am just – I'm just not into the Halloween franchise. So, I – just because I like, you know, Chucky, I – and I – you know, like I follow Fiona on Instagram and stuff, and I, I follow the work she does. And I feel like, because, you know, like I do follow the Chucky series, so I, you know, I kind of try to stay up to date with it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I do, you know, I know the Scream series. So if I had to choose, I feel like it would be Sydney just because I know, you know, I know Sydney, but I feel like Nico would be a, a really close second just because I'm not just a, I just, I never got into the Halloween franchise. I just couldn't. I don't. I I just feel like it's kind of overrated, and I know like I'm gonna get a lot of stuff for that from people, but I just it's it's just something I never got into. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it all really depends on the 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 killer that you really like or the story. It, there's a lot of things that go behind making a good horror movie. Like you've got the common slashers, of course. You've got Jason. You've got Freddy. You've got Michael. You've got Leatherface. You've got all of them from the um, original slasher era, um, but then uh, one one movie series that I don't think I will ever dislike just because the the huge story that they had uh, built up in would definitely be the Saw franchise. I mean, I know they with the Jigsaw movie, and then uh, upcoming they had a Spiral just release um, back in the beginning of last year. Um, I, I I can say in my opinion, um, so I don't get in any kind of flack or trouble. Uh, that the Saw franchise has definitely had one of the biggest and best stories in any horror movie franchise, like hands down, in my opinion. I do, I do like the Saw movies. Um, I will say I have not seen all of them. I have seen a lot of them. I do like them from a psychological standpoint, you know, and I do like a lot of the kills. Um, but 
I, I have not seen all of them, I will say. And I know I, I've, like, I, I sound like a terrible horror movie person right now, <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's like I've got to pick and choose how many movies I see now, nowadays, you know. <laughs> There's, like, so many horror films out there. Yeah, and, w- and with the franchise, too, it's just it's the creativity and the kills that they do and stuff like that that just kind of, like, shakes you to your core. It's like, for me, the story and the kills and stuff like that, like um, with Hatchet, the first Hatchet had some of the most yeah. creative kills I've seen. And, like, I, I, I talked to, um, I believe I talked to one of the actors from the original Scream once uh, on our show here, and I asked her one of her favorite kills, and I mentioned the hatchet when um, Victor Crowley catches up to the older woman who is the second kill of the film, and he sticks mm-hmm. his hands in her mouth, and he rips her jaw in half, yeah. and he basically mm-hmm. folds her face in half. That will always just, I mean, I, I nothing scares me in horror movies. Nothing makes me cringe, like, like nothing. I can watch Saw without blinking an eye, but just seeing the cheeks rip, and like everything, like when I get lockjaw and I can't move my jaw, like it just you can just imagine your cheeks ripping and just that one will always get me in my opinion. Ugh. It's funny you brought that up because somebody, um, one of my friends on Facebook, literally brought that kill up. I think like two days ago. So it's funny that you brought that up because some like somebody literally posted a photo of it, like two days ago, so that's really funny that you brought that up. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. But, yeah, it's like, like I said, it's, I, could, I could sit here and talk uh, horror movies and kills and stuff for hours, but I'm pretty sure Icon's wanting me to uh, wrap it up here so he can get to all the tougher questions as he uh, as he always quotes them to be. So I'll let, I'll let Icon take over for a little bit here. And uh, we are on 89.1 Kens FM. we got uh, 23 minutes here with uh, Miss Manson. Now, uh, one movie that you're that you're involved in right now, I'm kind of curious. Scream Queen Campfire. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, so, Scream Queen Campfire is going. It's an anthology. So, I'm sure you saw um, the movie. It's called The Dark Office. So, The Dark Office is actually my short film in Scream Queen Campfire. So, The Dark Office is my short story in that. So I play the character of Aurora, and she is just um, alone in the office late one night, and, you know, it's just she, she keeps having deja vu. It's, you know, she just keeps going through the same actions over and over this night, and it's just like, you know, what, why is this keep happening, you know, and... I really can't go much into it because if I do, then I give the whole story away. Um, but the the whole campfire is, you know, it's a group of girls around the campfire and they're, tell, they're telling ghost stories. So the dark office is my ghost story in that. And uh, that, that was also a short that you did, the dark office. Uh, and, uh, uh, Matthias, I believe the guest that you were talking about was uh, Nancy Ritter. Yes, that that was exactly the guest. Uh, I couldn't remember her name. I uh, we we yep. had a lot of horror movie people on that I talked to, but yeah, I think that was the one. And uh, not not to take away from uh, any other other guests, but one of uh, my favorites that we had was a uh, uh, Gina Via Rossi. 
uh, I'm sure you know who she is. Yeah, I um I actually met her at um a convention last summer. And uh, she she's really super cool. And you're you're super cool as well. But we we all know Thank this. You. Uh, so uh, you have uh, you have a few things that uh, you're filming right now. Uh, Passenger of Nexus, and of course uh, we get all our information right from imdb.com. Passages of Nexus, uh, Scream Queen Campfire, The House That Eats Flesh, uh, Sam Hain, Go Straight to Heck, and uh, uh, and it looks like this was announced, uh, uh, Erotomatics, I can't say that. Um, And you're still working on all these projects now, or are they about to wrap up, or where are they at um, in terms of so, release, uh, House of the Flesh just finished filming um, last week, so that's all done. Sam Hain, I'm just filming um, a short scene from home, so I, I have to do that in the upcoming weeks and send that into the director Les. Um, for Ergomaniac, I. It's um, like a cartoon, so I already did my voiceover. I just had a few lines for that. I've already sent that into the director. Um, for uh, Smack, I just am like just like a featured extra in that. So that has already finished filming. Um, that actually just wrapped up. So they have just moved into post-production for that. Um, I'm trying to... Um, it looks like Reunion from Heck 2 just uh, finished up as well, correct? Yep, um, that is that is finished filming, so that's in post-production. That is done. That, so that's a Christmas slasher, so that should be released beginning of November, late October, I believe they're shooting for a release for that one. Um, I believe it. Everything, Passages of Nexus. Um, I believe they have a few scenes left to film for that one. There's no um, anticipated release date for that one just yet, um, but it's supposed to be out by the end of the year, as far as I know. You know, there's always stuff that could come up in post-production, but as far as I know, it should be out by the end of the year. You know, one thing I was kind of curious, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you're uh, – you you filmed the scene where it's it's at your home. Now I'm kind of curious how that works. Do they they send you out the camera equipment uh, and they tell you how they want to do it? Then you send them the tape back and they say this part was good, this part was good. You got to redo this. How exactly does that work? Because you're not on the set. Um. Well, because a lot of the um, most of the films that I'm in are just independently filmed um, productions. So you know. Um, a lot of things can be filmed, like, you know, I have iPhone 13 Max, so, you know, like, it's a high-quality camera, so I can film scenes just from my phone, but I actually have a friend who has um, a black magic camera, which is what um, a lot of these directors are filming some of these movies on, so he actually had um, offered to film the scene for me, and I was like, yeah, absolutely, like, that would be awesome. But for this scene in, in particular, that for Sam Hain, um, 
the scene is actually um, I the character I'm playing is she is uh, like an internet blogger, so it would make sense that she's filming like on a camera, like um like her phone. It would make sense for the scene that I'm filming on my phone. So even if I had to film it on my phone, it would make sense for the scene. So they would work out fine either way. So then I would just um, upload it and send it just send it to the director and he would check it over and if there was anything that I needed to reshoot or shoot from a different angle I would just redo that for him and send it over his way and uh, for our fans our regular listeners you know that if you uh, like our uh, Facebook page Attitude Air Live you like that you like 89.1 Kent FM page like that do a $10 a month donation to Power of the Tower we'll get you qualified to win an autograph from a past guest future guest or current guest now, would you be willing to uh, send us a few autographs for giveaways? Uh, sure. Awesome. Now, what uh, I, I like to ask uh, this to a lot of the actresses and actresses that we have on uh, uh, on the show about, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know, some would call it a man cave or a woman cave or a trophy room. Uh, do you do you keep all uh, like your scripts and all your movie posters? You have them hanging up in like one room in the wall, or hanging them all over the house. Uh, do you keep stuff like that, or is that just not something that you do? Uh, so what I do is every time I have a script, I um, what I do is I start a binder for it. So I three hole punch every script, put it in a binder. Um, so I highlight obviously all my lines and oh, excuse me. Um, I take notes on it, like how I want to deliver the lines. If there's any um, changes I think I need to make, because the way a script is written is obviously how um, the writer envisions how it's said. But when I'm cast into a role, how the script is written is not necessarily how I would say things. So if there's a line that's written and I say it verbatim, it's not necessarily going to sound natural coming out of my mouth. So I might have to improvise some words or change the line completely just so it, it sounds natural coming out of my mouth. So I'll make notes on my scripts and stuff. Um, and then if I'm on set, I take that binder with me. And what I do is on the cover page of my script is I try to get as many cast members to sign it as possible. And I keep that binder. And I have a label maker, so I label that binder for that project. So I have a binder for every every project I've done, and I have that script that is signed by that project. So I try to keep mementos for every project that I've been on, and then I um I try to take something from every um like uh, set that I've been on. So like as I said, Reunion from Heck was um, a Christmas slasher. So we had a Christmas tree. So um, the director let you me keep the one Christmas of the, tree. I didn't keep the Christmas tree. I kept one of the um, the uh, ornaments from the Christmas tree. I got to take one of the ornaments home. So that was like my little piece from the set from that set. So I, you know, I've gotten to keep like a little something from each set. You know. You haven't. Uh, so you like, haven't taken any like. You haven't taken any, like, axe handles home or any axes or knives or anything with you, have no, you? No, unfortunately not, because a lot of the, like uh, like I said, a lot, you know, everything I've been on has been an independent production, so a lot of 
a lot of it has been Indiegogo related, which is independent crowdfunding. So what they do is they will sell a lot of the props to make money to help fund the project. So unfortunately, you can't really take those things because they sell them, which, I mean, I would have loved to take some of those things home, but unfortunately can't take those home. So i got to take, like, the little things home. <laughs> Because you know, you know, it'd be cool if you could ever, if you could ever have a display like that. It's like, okay, you have like the movie poster on your wall, right? And then you say, okay, you see that? There's the there's the knife I was killed with, and then there's the bullet I was shot with, and <laughs> that would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Would be awesome, but unfortunately, you know, with independent productions, you know, like you you're working with very small budgets, so every every dollar counts. So you have to, you know. You got a nickel and dime stuff, so you have to try and, you know, get as much money as you can. So, unfortunately, all the fun stuff gets sold. <laughs> uh, Lydia Manson is our guest here on 89.1 Kins FM, and we got uh, we got 11 minutes here. The other question I was going to ask you now, you mentioned that uh, how you would deliver the line or how you would say it. Now, when you when you – want to change something in the script, you uh, tell the director, hey, this would work better if I say it, or do you have to go over that, or do you just do it and see if he likes it? How how would you go about that? Um, I always ask permission if I'm allowed to improvise lines because, you know, a lot of times scripts are these people's babies. So I never want to overstep boundaries as an actress, and I don't want to change anything that they, you know, like sometimes things may be written a certain way for a certain reason, and I never want to change anything without asking permission because, like I said, I'm still very new to acting, so I don't want to come across as, like, oh, hey, like I'm this prima donna who knows everything because that's not the way I am at all. You know, like, I want to do the the best job I possibly can, and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is if me and the director are on the same page. And if they want a line delivered a certain way, then I am going to do my best job in doing it that way. And if they want, if they see that line and vision a certain way, I am going to do my hardest, my hardest to do it that way, you know, so... If they want that line delivered the way they wrote it, I am. that's how I'm going to do it. So I will always say, hey, would you mind if I did it this way? And if they're like, yeah, that works great, awesome. And if they're like, no, can you just, like, stick to the way we wrote it? Uh, you know what? That's great, too. You know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. And, that, and that's perfectly fine. So, well, you know, wouldn't it, would it be cool, though, is like, uh, you know, a line was written this way, and then you ask the director, uh, can I deliver it this way? And then someone comes up to the director after the premiere and say, hey, the way that uh, that line was written was really awesome. And, uh, you know, and it was your idea. I don't know if that ever happens, but uh, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be like a cool little uh, a testament to you because you're like, hey, I think it would work better by doing this. I will say that any time that I've asked to change a line, I've never been told no. <laughs> I will That's awesome. That. 
<laughs> they've always, you know, everybody that I've worked with has been really awesome, you know, and they've given me liberty. They're like, as long as you're not changing the way that it, um, like the tone of something, you know, like the like the direction that it's going, they're like, it's, it's perfectly fine. And I'm like, you know, so that's fine. Is there a, uh, is there an actor or actress that you'd really like to do a project with? Um, there's so like there's so many awesome actors out there. Um, right now, um, I really there's this one actress that I have done one project with. Her name is um, Sushi. She's this really awesome actress in the indie industry. Um, we did, I worked with her on the House of East Flesh, but we were not in any scenes together. So I would love to actually work on a project where we got to actually interact in scenes together. Um, because I, you know, just being around her on set and got, and being able to get to know her since then, you know, um, I would like to actually be in scenes with her. Um, I think that would be really awesome. Yeah, you know, speaking of the House of Each Flesh, you know, we recently had uh, uh, another star in that movie uh, on with us, and that was um, uh, Miss Bradford, if you know what I'm Oh, Angel. Yeah, Angel. Angel, awesome. yep. I'm going to be on her podcast this coming Thursday. Angel's amazing. Um, we actually were – we did um, – a convention together just a few months ago in Texas. Angel's absolutely amazing. I love that uh, girl to death. And uh, maybe you can do me one favor. You can ask her uh, what it was like being on the show with us, and then you can say, hey, I was on that show too. And uh, you can say, oh, that you know the, the guy that asked the most questions, he's such an egomaniac or something like that, and everybody else on the show is cool, but that guy, I don't know. I'm sure she would have nothing bad to say. She's always so sweet. Well, no, I'm saying you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, we have Miss uh, Madsen as our guest here, and uh, she's got a lot of uh, good projects out there. Uh, a lot of post production. You have a few that are filming now. Um, what uh, what is the next? Uh, what is uh, 2022? Uh, the rest of 2022 look uh, look like for you? Uh, do they still do the deal where like a director will send you a script and then you have to say, oh, I want to be part of this, or no, I I don't think this would fit me? Does does that still happen, or is that like an old school Hollywood thing? Um. Well, I'm not really like a big name where people like send me a script and then they're like hey do you, you know you want to be a part of this um i send in a bunch of auditions and i don't really get anything so i i don't really have anything lined up right now i have one movie that i'm going to be in at the end of this month it's called rip um it's kind of like a horror film nod for Rip Van Winkle. It's being filmed in the Catskills, which is where I live um, in Catskill, New York. So that's pretty much all I have lined up. Um, I'm pretty much taking like time for myself and my mental health like lately. Um, so other than that, 
2022 is pretty much open. I have some conventions lined up um, where I'm going to – so other than that, not a I, – I mean, I'm going to be working on my podcast. Um, but, yeah, 2022 is pretty much wide open for me, but that's it. Well, well let's, let's, that's the next thing I was going to get into. Um uh, your podcast. Tell us a little bit about that, and uh, how much would I have to pay you to be a guest on your show? Uh, so I have two podcasts. Um, my first podcast is called Locked Up Paranormal, where I'm the co-host, um, and we talk about the history and paranormal activity in prisons and asylums across the globe. And that is on, that's bi-weekly on Monday nights at 9 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. So you can look us up on Facebook and YouTube on Locked Up Paranormal. And then I have my own podcast, which is called Just the Deep. And that is Thursday nights on 9 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. But I've kind of been on a sabbatical on that, just, again, for mental health reasons. And that started off as um, I wanted it to be, you know, just the deeds, all things strange and unusual with Lydia Manson. And it started off as exploring strange and unusual topics. So it was, you know, we talked about the Loch Ness Monster and we talked about uh, the New Jersey Devil and, you know, different topics like that. Do you cover Bigfoot? I was going to cover Bigfoot, um, but it was, it got to the point where I was trying to get guests and actually have them, like, I was like, okay, well, you know, like, if you could just, like, look up some information about this topic and we'll discuss it, but nobody really wanted to look up the topics, and I'm like, okay, well you say you want to come on the podcast and stuff, but really people just wanted to come on the podcast and promote their own things, which is fine. But I'm like, you can't really discuss strange and unusual topics if you don't have any information on those topics to discuss. <laughs> so then it pretty well, much you know, turned um, different indie actors and directors coming on and just discussing them in the indie film industry. Well, you know, I'll tell you, if there's uh, ever any subjects like that and you need a, you need a last minute uh, person to, I, I, you can contact me anytime and I'd love to go on with you. I mean, if you have any topics like, uh, uh, like what happened to Bob Crane, I've studied a lot about that. Um, I know a lot about the JFK assassination, um, I know a lot about game show cheaters, if you ever want to do a show about that. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm wide reversing a few other things as well. But, uh, like I say, if you ever need a last-minute person uh, to fill in, all you got to do is just let me know, and I'd, I'd love to help you out. Even if uh, you want me on for, like, two minutes and kick me off, I, that's that's fine. I don't care. But I would love to help you out with that. Oh, thank you. All right. We have... Uh, 
Lydia Manson is our guest here. We have about 60 seconds. If our fans want to check you out and see it, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? Um, so I'm on Facebook, just Lydia Manson. I'm on TikTok, Lydia Manson 88. Um, on Instagram, Lydia Manson 88. Um, yeah, pretty easy to find, just Lydia Manson. <laughs> And you'll know that you you know that you found the right uh, page because uh, I'm not just saying this because you're on, but she she's very beautiful, and you uh, you'll be able to know that that's her right away. But I'll tell you what, uh, Lydia, I do appreciate uh, you taking time out of your schedule to be with us tonight. Uh, we would love to have you on again if we didn't scare you away too much. And uh, you have been awesome, and we thank you very much. Thank you so much. Have a great night, you guys. Thank you for having me. Awesome, L- Lydia. Manson, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we're about to uh, wrap up the show here. We only got a few minutes. Uh, we want to let everybody know that if you want to see who's coming on next, we do have a lot of Brockbuster guests coming up. Uh, so uh, keep an eye on our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, for all the updates. And uh, be joining us again here next week on Monday night, uh, same time, same channel, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. every Monday night on 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, Until next week, we want you to be safe, love each other, care for each other, come back and join us again because we are always here to entertain. And thank you, Granny, for being here. Uh, Thank you, Matthias, for being with me. Uh, and Big Swing, wherever you are, uh, I know that you're out there listening. Uh, we know this. Touchdown so, uh, Raiders! Now you can tell he's listening. So until next week, everybody, we love you. Take care, and we will see you all next week. Join us then. You think you know me? Fargo Moorhead. Want to hear new music? Lots of new music? Maybe even new music by an artist you've never heard before? If the answer to any of those questions is even a faint yeah, then join me Fridays after Rock and Roll Space Station for your first listen here at 89.1 Kent FM. I'll be featuring lots of new and current music from artists you're familiar with well as artists you might not know yet but should. I'll even highlight tracks that got lost in the shuffle. Join me Fridays after Rock and Roll Space Station for your first listen here on 89.1 Kansas FM. Fargo Moorhead's home for new music. <laughs>